0: The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World.
1: And greetings, friends, around the world. Disease epidemics are coming. Massive disease epidemics when you understand. Jesus Christ said so. Notice in your Bible, and you check up on me in your Bible. I'm talking about of your Bible. Go get your Bible. Don't believe me. You believe the words of your own Bible Turn to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 7. Here, as you'll see, the preceding verses, Jesus Christ was talking about the signs of the time of the end. And he said in Matthew 24, verse 7, "...for nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Terrible things are coming at the time of the end to humble human beings." The word pestilence means disease epidemics. And the Bible shows in a number of places that there will be, in fact, massive disease epidemics coming. If you read about the fourth pale horse back in uh, Revelation 6, talking about horrible disease epidemics to come at the time of the end. Sore scores of top scientists tell us, my friends, that we're actually overdue for a huge Pandemic. That means a massive disease epidemic. That's what they say. How can you find protection? Think about the disease epidemics occurring all over the world. The doctors and hospitals are often overwhelmed. Mankind cannot save himself from these prophesied disease epidemics. They're going to come from God at the time of the end, and man will not be able to save himself at all. What should you and your family do? Is there a real answer? Think about it. Stay tuned. My friends, your Bible is full of prophecies about massive disease epidemics in these prophesied last days. That's where we are now. Yet most churchgoers know virtually nothing about this. They're not taught it at all. And very few professing Christians really believe that a great personal God can and will heal them if they do their part. I know there are false uses of this gift. I'm aware of that. People have false things, but that does not take away from the true, the things that you're taught in your Bible. I personally grew up for 19 years in a mainstream Protestant church. Frankly, it never occurred to most of us to cry out to Almighty God for divine healing when we became ill. It simply wasn't taught. It simply was not done. We just automatically went to the doctor And left God completely out of the picture. Of course it is not wrong to see a doctor and get his advice. It's often very helpful. And doctors do a lot of good. But there is a God that goes way beyond what doctors and hospitals can do. And Almighty God can and does heal the sick. Even though there are false uses of the gift of healing. The true use of it is important. It's a vital part of true Christianity, my friends. Get this. It's a vital part of the ministry of Jesus Christ and His disciples and His disciples today. Most of you say that you really believe the Bible is the inspired Word of God. We hear from you about this all the time. Then I ask you, open your eyes and see a greatly neglected part of true Christianity. Notice how Jesus began his ministry. And remember, Jesus set us an example that we should follow in his steps. This is how Jesus carried on as the example for us today. Notice Jesus Christ's beginning ministry back in Matthew chapter 4 and beginning in verse 23. It reads, Now Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the coming kingdom or government of God, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease was there you know epstein barr was there aids were there that kinds of terrible diseases maybe not those exact ones but all kinds of diseases were extant there and it doesn't make any difference to god how big is your god he can heal any disease he healed all kinds of disease Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. He healed them all, and he had a powerful use of this gift of healing. Certainly God gave him that to a greater extent than most other humans have ever had because he was God, that he was setting as an example, and other ministers were used to heal over and over in the Bible. Was he just for the ministry of Jesus Christ as the Son of God then? No way. It was not, as we'll see. Turn now to Matthew chapter 10, if you would, my friends. Turn to Matthew 10, and here we find that not only Jesus, but his disciples, and frankly, they weren't even converted yet. The Holy Spirit did not come until the day of Pentecost after Christ's death. Notice Matthew 10, verse 1. And when he called his 12 disciples, 12 other men, to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Not just some, all kinds. And he tells them here in verse 7, As you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. That's the command. That's a command to his servants. Heal the sick cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. That's what they were supposed to do. And he told them to do it. So this shows that other ministers were being used to heal the sick beside Jesus Christ, not just Christ, the Son of God. My friends, think about the massive disease epidemic soon to come. The doctors and hospitals will be overwhelmed They will not be able to handle the thousands of sick people who suddenly come ill and come swarming into their facilities. And new and supposedly incurable strains of diseases will begin to appear as the doctors and and scientists admit. This is real. It's going to happen. Is the God of the Bible real to you? Can you learn to trust in what God promises in His inspired Word? Do you really believe this book we call the Bible? Think about it. Now, notice how others beside the apostles were given the authority to heal. Some people say, well, it was just Jesus and the twelve apostles. No, it wasn't. There were many others that were used. Let's notice it now back in Luke. Turn to the Gospel of Luke, my friends. And in chapter 10, chapter 10 of the Gospel of Luke is an important passage here, too. Notice in verse 1, After these things the Lord appointed seventy others also, and sent them two by two before His face, into every city and place where he himself was about to go. And he told them then, he said in verse 8, wherever you go into any city and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you and heal the sick. He commanded them to heal the sick. Heal the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. Yes, they did heal the sick. And in verse 17, when they returned, then the 70, 35 teams of young men, two by two going out, and they came back with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And my friends, there's going to be a spirit war in the years just ahead. It may another two to five years. We don't know when that will happen, but increasing numbers of demons will come out weird things will happen inexplicable things from spirit entities and god's true servants need the power to cast these demons out and the scientists and the psychologists and psychiatrists do not understand them and they won't understand what's going on but god's true ministers will understand and have power over sickness and over demons now my friends let's turn to mark 16 Turn with me to Mark 16 verse 17 in your Bible. Here we're at the end of Christ's ministry and Mark's account and he's giving a command to what the disciples should do after he died and after they would go out and begin to preach the gospel all over the world. He told them in verse 17, these signs will follow those who believe. Not just the disciples, but those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them, they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. He promised they will recover. Certainly depends on people's attitude, on their faith, other scriptures show, but thousands of people have been healed even in our day, my friends, and I'm a witness to that. And God has used me as an instrument to heal quite a number of people. And I know of other faithful ministers who have healed people many, many times in our day. And I'm talking about these counterfeit healings. I'm talking about genuine healing from sickness by an Almighty God. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Christ is our high priest right now at God's right hand. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. And my friends, as we get toward the end of this age, more and more of these things are going to happen. Demons will be cast out and people will be healed supernaturally through the power of Almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. At this point, my friends, I want to offer you a very helpful and well-documented booklet which will take many of you to a new dimension of biblical understanding. This booklet is entitled Does God Heal Today? This beautiful booklet Does God Heal Today will be sent absolutely free upon your request. So call or write today and as for your free copy of this vital booklet entitled Does God Heal Today, it will open your eyes to a very important part of biblical Christianity, true Christianity. So call the toll-free number on your screen right now. Just ask for this booklet on healing. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org.
0: To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown, With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World Magazine. Full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World Magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now.
1: Now back to our topic truth about divine healing. Again, think about the prophesied disease epidemics predicted for our time, my friends. Truly, the doctors and hospitals will be absolutely inundated with thousands of patients. They won't know what to do. What should you do? Does God's inspired word give us a clue as to what we should do? Yes, it does. Turn to Acts chapter 8 in your Bible. This is the example of the Bible, the example of God's true servants And not just the apostles, but other servants of God. Notice Acts chapter 8, after Christ had gone to heaven and he was leading his church. Notice Acts chapter 8, they had a great persecution after Stephen's death. And in verse 4, Acts 8 verse 4, we read, Therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip, Philip was not an apostle, he was just an evangelist. In fact, he'd just been ordained a deacon a year or two earlier, so he apparently was being used as an evangelist, but not an apostle. For years later, he was still called an evangelist. So Philip went out to Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes, with one accord, heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, demon-possessed. Yes, it was done over and over And many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. The sick were healed and demons were cast out by this evangelist, Philip. It was an example for God's true church. It was a time of stress and upset as we're going to have ourselves in the years ahead. And remember, Philip was not an apostle, but he healed all kinds of people. So dozens of God's faithful servants, the other 70 beside the 12 apostles described in Luke chapter 10, Philip here, and others through the New Testament were healing people through the gift of healing, one of the gifts of God's Spirit. Notice chapter 13 in your Bible of Hebrews. Hebrews 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Christ does not change. He has a basic way of doing things, and here we're still Christ's servants in his church today, and the healing should be there for those of you who understand the Bible and are doing what Christ taught. But are there genuine healings today? Remember, my friends, I'm not talking about people drinking orange juice for a week and then saying they were healed of their cold. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about these counterfeit people who heal and scream and holler and claim people are healed. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about genuine healings by Almighty God. I deeply and fervently remember an example that I personally was very close to of a man named Howard Clark years ago in God's church and how he used to sit on the right-hand side as I would look out from the stage when I preached. And he sat there year after year for four to six years or more. He was a pro- quadriplegic. He had injuries from the Korean War and crippled. He'd been to doctors, yes. He'd been to naval hospitals all over. They'd performed operations. They had everything they could do. He had to sit in that wheelchair and could barely move. Over the day of Pentecost in 1958, he was supernaturally healed by God through Richard David Armstrong. Supernaturally healed. And a few days later, I came back from Chicago, where I'd been for Pentecost, and I saw him sitting on the edge of his fender. And, of course, I knew him and liked him. In fact, I would baptized him, and he saw the look on my face. He had a good sense of humor, and he knew what I wanted. He said, oh, you want to see me walk? And I said, yeah, I sure do. So he got down and walked around. He had the limp at first, but a few weeks later, in a wedding, after the wedding and the the reception, here was Howard Clark coming, carrying one of his children. in each hand, in each hand he had one. And walking along, joking like this. It brought tears to my eyes. Supernaturally healed this man. It was dramatic. Dramatic over that one weekend. Pentecost, 1958. A few years later, we had another dramatic healing of a lady out in Salt Lake. And she had been supernaturally healed because she had... One breast removed a breast cancer. It went into the other breast, and the same cancer specialist diagnosed it. She had that smell, and her body was hurting and everything else. All the signs were there of cancer. She was finally dramatically healed by God. Nothing was done beside that to heal her. The doctors had done everything they could. Supernaturally, after a prayer, it suddenly went away. She looked up. She said, it's gone and it was gone because of Almighty God the Creator in our time a few years ago. Many other instances I could cite, the woman who had the limp arm all her life, a withered arm, grew right out, a young girl who had terrible disease that I personally was used by God to heal, and many others in a dramatic way. Turn back to Matthew chapter nine, verse one. So Jesus got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. And behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, a man totally paralyzed, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. And at once some of the scribes said, This man blasphemes, saying he could forgive sins, you see. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk? Many authorities recognize that divine healing involves forgiveness from sin. Frankly, we've all sinned spiritually, but we've all sinned physically in the sense of eating wrong things, hurting our bodies, uh, sinning by drinking too much, eating too much, getting fat, and not exercising, and all kinds of things we do that cause us to be ill. And God has to sometimes forgive our sins for us to get over that. And so he said, Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or arise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he did. And they marveled, and they glorified God who had given such power to men. And God does give that power to us. Because he uses his faithful ministers who believe in healing, who believe in the Bible, to do these things. Healing does involve faith, as we know. We've got to have faith as well. Turn with me in your Bible to the book of James now, my friends. Chapter 5, verse 14. He says "Here is any among you sick? Are you sick sometimes?" Let him call for the elders of the church, the true ministers, the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him, anointing with olive oil. Our ministers carry with them a little bottle of olive oil. I usually have mine in my briefcase, so it doesn't leak out of my pocket, but we have a bottle of olive oil. That olive oil symbolizes God's Holy Spirit. It symbolizes God's Holy Spirit in many places of the Bible, So they were to be prayed over and anointed with oil in the name of the Lord. And verse 15, the prayer of faith will save the sick. God promises, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses one to another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. God has great power and he uses faithful ministers to do these things. This is his will. He heals through faithful ministers. Notice now in First Peter, if you would, turn to First Peter in your Bible, and let's begin in chapter uh, 2, chapter 2 and verse 24, describing Christ, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, "...that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed." We were healed by the stripes of Christ. And right in my Bible, they have a reference. I didn't put it there. The editors know, refers right back to Isaiah 53, verse 5. That whole passage shows that Christ took our sicknesses on him when he was beaten by those stripes. Beaten by that whip, He paid the penalty of our physical sins, our mistakes, our carelessness with our body, which is the temple of God's Spirit. Then He went out and shed His blood on the cross. We were healed by Christ's body and His suffering. Learn to have faith in Christ's total sacrifice, the suffering He went through and that scourging for our physical mistakes and sins and His shed blood in payment for our spiritual sins so we can be forgiven and be reconciled to God Almighty. Believe in the total sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Learn to put faith in God as your healer, your father, your head, your deliverer in every way. Again, my friends, be sure to call us or write us today and request this very important and revealing booklet, Does God Heal Today? This booklet will be sent absolutely free upon your request. This booklet will open your eyes to an important part of biblical Christianity. Take action and request this vital booklet, Does God Heal Today? It will give you information beyond what I'm able to do. You need it. Study it. It can change your life if you need help from God in the years ahead. Call the toll-free number on your screen right now. And you can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Just ask for the booklet on healing. That's all you need Finally, my friends, notice the inspired example of using anointed cloths for healing. Let me explain. Turn to Acts chapter 19, beginning verse 11 in your Bible. Prove it. What does the Bible say? What was New Testament Christianity about? Acts 19, verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons, little cloths, were brought from his body to the sick And the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. That is an example. God's servant, Mr. Herbert Armstrong, followed this example many, many times. He asked me several times to join him in praying over the anointed cloths. And we found through people that wrote in or called in that over the years, hundreds of people were healed by God. Some were not healed. Some were healed later. But there were hundreds that were healed right away. It's real. God is the healer. If you wish to request prayer from God's true ministers for healing, divine healing, when God will intervene and cut something short because you put your faith and trust in God through the broken body of Jesus Christ, then write us or call the toll-free number on your screen. Just tell the operator that you're requesting an anointed cloth. Just say, I'm requesting an anointed clause. We'll anoint these claws with olive oil. We'll pray over them and ask God to intervene. And he honors this same example in his word today. Yes, he does. You've got to believe God. And God wants us to do what he says. He certainly wants us to have faith, not fear. He's given us the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind, not of fear. Notice Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11, verse 6, God says here, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We need to diligently seek God. We need to try with all our heart to get back to true Christianity, apostolic Christianity, and put our faith and trust in God, the God of the Bible, the great God who's beginning to intervene in human affairs. Learn to walk and live by faith in every part of your life and learn to trust God to heal because he is the healer. Tune in every week, my friends, to Tomorrow's World program. On this program, you'll gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events, of the exciting prophecies of Tomorrow's World. We'll also invite you to join our fellow presenters, Wallace Smith, and Rod King, who will give you special perspective and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again next week, right here at this same time. See you right here next week.